Welcome to Matmonim by Rabbi David Lappin. A treasure on every daf. Systems and prioritization, Tana Kuvi Kuvi Nakat. With the piece of Gemara that we're going to look at today, there's not a whole lot written on it. There's not, there's not a whole lot of commentary on it. And yet it really reveals the way the Gemara thinks and understands and analyzes the, the Mishnah. The Mishnah lists a lot of different Arayot, as you know. There are 15 different Arayot where uh, they have their implications in, in the laws of Yibum uh, for the... The, the, the potential mityabemit, the, the woman who potentially could be a, a subject of Yibum, uh, and her tsara, any other wives married to the same man, and the Gemara goes through the list. And in this case of, of the listing, the, the Mishnah goes through the list, and the Gemara is intrigued with the listing as to the order. And just from that question, it, it's really important, so that when when the Mishnah lists a whole lot of a whole lot of items, the listing is assumed not to be random, and and that's partially because of Rabbi Yehuda Anasi who created the Mishnah. Who and the Mishnah was being evolved. It wasn't just Rabbi Yehuda Anasi who did it. It was being evolved, evolved long before Rabbi. But Rabbi put it together. Rabbi put it into its language. And most important of all, Rabbi gave it a system. So Rabbi was the first systems thinker. In, in Torah that we have, we created a system of Mishnah, and, and we follow that system all the way through the Gemara, and then the, the Rif follows the system, and the Rosh follows the system, and the Mordechah, everything follows the system until the Tur. The Tur is the next big systems thinker, who divides the Halacha into the four Chalkei Chanoruch, into Orachayim, Yoridea, Cheshen Mishvet, and Evan Ezer. And that's a systemic method of, of organization. It's not just putting them in so that you can find the halachot easily. The methods of thinking, the way we reason in Orachayim is different from the way we reason in Yoradeh. There are different principles that govern Psak. Khalish Mishpat is different once again. Even Ezer is different once again. The, the two took everything and, and realized or analyzed the, the method of, of working with these areas of halacha and then batch them together in these four major areas of working. And so we have to transition our thinking. If we move from an Orachayim Din to a, a Yoradeya to an Evanoeza, we've got to change the way we, the way we operate. There are different systems with, within them. And then that becomes the system um, that we use until today. The other master genius systems think, of course, is the Rambab. Who doesn't? Who, who has his own system, completely a conceptual system, uh, into which he categorizes every part of the Gemara. Uh, th that being the case, the assumption is that there's order and system in a list, and it's the way we look at the world. We can look at the world. That's the difference between secular and and uh, and Torah. You look at the world and say there's a boire oilom and there's a system to the world. Nothing's random. Or you look at the world and you say it's random. Just evolved. It just happened. And the, uh, the way we look at, at the Torah and the way we look at Mishnah is the same way as we look at the, at the world. The Rebbeinu is the author of the world. An author has a system. When you're reading a book, there's a system. Why did this come before that? Why did he put this? Why did he develop that character before that character? There's a system. And so with the Mishnah, there's a system even in the list. And the Gemara tries three philosophies of system that might explain the order in which these uh, Arayot are, are given. The first is The Gemara starts off by saying, At the end of the day, everything is extrapolated from the case of 
a, a man's brother being married to, the, to a man's sister. My brother marries my sister, now, and, and then Chas dies without children. I can't do Yubim with his wife because she's my sister. From there, we learn all these 15 cases. So that should be the beginning. Start conceptually. Start with the origin of the concept. And, and if not, but we don't start there. So maybe you'll say, Tana Chumre Chumre Nakat. They're listed in order of severity. Chumre, what's most serious? And we'll judge the seriousness by the onesh, by the punishment that's given out for each of these arayot, and they're listed in terms of seriousness. Maybe that's the list. Well, start with the serious and move down from there. The Gemara proves that that can't be the case here. Elias says the Gemara retracts from the first suggestion and says, We start with the case of Bat. The first case that the Mishnah talks about is the case of, of Bat. Um, we start with Bat, with a daughter. Why, says the Gemara? Because Since it's learned out from Drosha, it's it's something that's very close to, to, to one. If you look further down at the Yad Malachi, Yad Malachi is an 18th century Italian Acheron who, who wrote the Yad Malachi, which is an encyclopedia. So it's, it's a very modern encyclopedia where he goes through the various concepts that you find over and over again in the Gemara, and he defines them and explains them. Um, and in, in the Klalea Talmud, in the principles of, of, of the Gemara, he comments that this is a principle in Shas, that something that has been learned out by extrapolation, that wasn't just given out as a, as a given halacha. Notice the wording. It says these, something that has been learned out from a drosha that the Chachomim had to reason out is dearer to them, more dear, it's loved by them. It doesn't say it's more important to them. For chashivut, for importance, it's what Hashem gave you word for word is the most important. But there's a chavivut, I love something that I've worked on. Because something that a person discovers through his, the reasoning of his own mind and connecting the dots himself, and his analysis, is very dear to him. He has joy when he's something, there's something new and it's something very important for him. And so, the, so in understanding this, Chazal says sometimes you're so excited with a drosha, they tell us a principle that's not just in the Mishnah, it's a principle about the way we operate. You've, you've got a whole lot of things to say. The thing you're going to say first is the thing you worked out yourself. That's what you're most excited and proud with. That's what you want to do. And so Chazal teach us but possibly that when you're listening, put the things that you've extrapolated and, and developed yourself. Um, I've, I've told you, my father, my father taught us as, as little children. We used to sit around the table at, uh, on a Friday night and we had to say Divrei Torah. I'm talking about we were nine years old, 10 years old, 11 years old. He would be very upset if we just quoted something. I mean, I'm not even talking about quoting from the art scroll or from some tidbit of Torah or some... I'm talking about even if you just quoted a Rashi. He, he would expect us to do something with it. So, so what, what's your insight? What's your angle? You don't have to tell me what, what Rashi says or what Reb Sonso says or Reb Sonso's thoughts on the parasha says. I, I don't need to know. I can read that myself. What are you telling me? What, what do you see? How do you understand it? Um, and, and he would say, because that's something you attach to. You don't attach to somebody else's idea. You just repeat it like a parrot. So what? 
But when you've thought about something, even if it's just a slight idea where you've brought an angle of chidush to it, then your heart is involved. It's chavivale. This is your Torah. Uh, and and that's what and that's what he always wanted to hear. And as I say, as even his little children. And then if we did do something and it, and it wasn't a good thought, he would take us through the process of discovering. wasn't a good idea, but he wanted he wanted that to be the case because when something something is is dear to an davash adam yotzei behekesh tichlo vachakirato chaviv lo harbei v'sameach alav. That's the simchas Torah is from being able to discover things in the Torah. And the Rambam says, but don't take this lightly. Don't think that because it's behekesh, and the Rambam in Sefer Amitz is just above that. Uh, don't, don't take it lightly. As Abaya says, in Krisus, Olam altehi gzera shava kala be'inecha. Don't take gzera shavas lightly. It's just gzera shava. It's not mefurish in the Torah. Don't take it lightly. Share bitoma anusato henein gufea Torah. Because the fact that a man's relationship to a daughter born from a rape is the same as to a daughter itself in terms of arayot. How do you know that from Xer Shova? So don't diminish the importance of Xer Shova. It's very, very important. And says the Rambam, Xer Shova is not just something that they they just happen to stumble on. If you'll notice, it doesn't say in that Gemara, it, it says in, in that Gemara in Christus, the Torah taught it by Xer Shava. It doesn't say we learned it out by Xer Shava. An amazing diuk of the Rambam in the words of Abaya. It doesn't say we we worked it out from the Torah. It says the Torah taught us. Says the Rambam, because all of these things, Xer Shavas and everything we extrapolate, are given to us by the Shaliach, by Moshe. And that is the accepted perush of the Torah, as we've said in the in the opening of our of our sefer, says, says the Rambam. So if it's given, if if these things are given to us as well, why is it important? It's more dear to us because we worked it out from Drosha. Says the Rambam, it was all given to us, it wasn't worked out. And here you get the essence of Chidushe Torah. What a Chidushin Torah is, a Chidushin Torah is not an invention. A chidush in Torah is a discovery. It's the, the mining of a matmon, finding the hidden treasure. It's there. You don't make it. You don't create it. It's artificial. How much is a, you, 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 if you take a, a five-carat diamond, can be worth millions of dollars. That's if you dug in the ground and you discovered it. But if you made it in a diamond factory, it's worth a few dollars. It's nothing. It's the same with divrei Torah. If you make up a chidush, it's worth nothing. If you've discovered a chidush and you can show me where it comes from, it's there. Have a look at it. That's what limud Torah is. That's what we've got to be doing all the time when we're learning. Look a little under the surface and find what's there. Don't make up ideas. Just find what's there. So says the Rambam, yes, it's given to us by the Rebbeinu Shalom. But he says an amazing thing, says the Rambam. The Torah doesn't tell us anything we could figure out ourselves. The Torah gives us only enough information so that we can figure out everything else ourselves. We can fill in the blanks ourselves. That's what the Torah, the Torah doesn't condescend to us, doesn't treat us like children, doesn't treat us as, as people without intellect. The Torah gives us as much as we need to be able to work the rest out. But you've got to work it out. And when you do work it out, it's chavivale. It's something that's close to one and, and dear to one and precious to one. And that's the, that's the Torah that gives one energy. 
That's for everybody, not just for big time Chachomim. Everybody, when you learn, don't suffice with cut and paste. We're living in a cut and paste generation. This one says this, this one says this, this one, just information, information, information. That's not Libra Torah. Libra Torah is to be able to take what Hashem gave us and what the Tanoim and Amaroim gave us and the Rishonim and Achronim gave us and dig a little deeper and find something that's there, not something that's manufactured, but something that's there. And then, that's something you love. It becomes part of you. It becomes who you are. It becomes so important. And then the Gemara pushes that aside as well. And the Gemara comes up with a third idea of of what could be um, the the foundation of the system of prioritization of of how we put things in this particular order. And Tosfos Arosh says, although we say Eli each time, which means we're retracting from the previous one, it's not because that principle is not valid. It's just not the principle being used in this Mishnah. So these three principles are all principles of design but they're not the principle of design that governs this particular Mishnah. And at the end, the Gemara comes with an amazing comment that gives us insight into the whole of the Masechta. It says the Gemara, It starts with the closest relationships. What is the Gemara telling us? It, it is the third way of understanding the system. is saying to yourself, what's the Masechta about? Not just what's the list about. What is the Masechta about? The Masechta is about relationships. Forbidden relationships, Yibum relationships, not marriage relationships, about relationships. In that case, you start with the closest relationship and you work out from there. The design, the, the design that informs this list is a design about intimacy of relationship. And it gives you, a, it grades the relationships from most intimate to furthest away relationships because this is about relationships. It's not about the chumre, it's not about the chumres. It's not about the the way we learn it out from Kavachomis and Gzereshovis. What this Masechta really about is about kurvi. It's about intimacy and closeness of relationship and how that affects the way we inter, inter, interact across the boundaries of, of Arayas of forbidden relationships. <laughs>